What's up, boxing fans? This is Sides of Boxing with your host, JJ Sermon. In this podcast, JJ gives an in-depth analysis of nearly every fight, from undercards to main events. Now, let's get into the ring. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sides of Boxing with your host, JJ Sermon. On this episode, I'm going to get into some important fights that happened this past weekend, including Ryan Garcia, Caleb Plant, as well as Jorge Linares. So let's get straight into it. To start things off, I want to get into some notable mentions. So the first boxer that I want to talk about is Blair Cobbs. He improved his record to 14 wins and one draw with no losses, so he's undefeated still. And he won a split decision win over Samuel Cote. And this was a really good fight. Blair Cobbs did get booed a little bit, but also I just felt like he was just doing what he needed to do because he was not going to fight a fight where he was just exchanging with Samuel. He literally did a fight in which he listened to his corner and he made sure that he was going to um, save himself so he wouldn't get knocked down because he got knocked down in previous in some of his previous fights. So he made sure he played a defensive fight and made sure that he hit the opponent but made sure he didn't get hit as well with some powerful shots so great win for Blair Cobbs I think he did a good job and he's in the welterweight division which is the 147 pound division the next fighter I wanted to talk about was Alexis Rocha he is an up-and-coming fighter on the same like trajectory as Virgil Ortiz Jr. and he's in the welterweight division as well the 147 pound division he won a unanimous decision against Brad Solomon. And mind you, Virgil Ortiz just beat Brad Solomon not too long ago last year. And now Alex Alexis Rocha, he fought him uh, this past weekend, and he beat him with a unanimous decision. But this fight uh, uh, that he had against Brad Solomon was much tougher than the one that Virgil Ortiz Jr. had because uh, Alexis Rocha uh, was definitely having some some difficulties trying to get around the the, the very slippery Brad Solomon. Brad Solomon is a very experienced fighter. He has done a lot of good things in the amateurs as well as a pretty pretty decent um, pro career. But it, it and it definitely made a difference in this fight because Alexis Rocha was was definitely uh, being challenged, and this was a good challenge for him. But he did win. He improved his record to 16-0. He did get a knockdown in the last round because his trainer was turning up on him, boy. He was like, if you don't step it up, man, you better not lose this fight because you over here playing. And he was turning up on uh, Alexis. But Alexis listened to him, 10th round, got that knockdown, and that easily solidified his win. He won with a unanimous decision like I previously stated, and now he continues to move up. I would like to see Alexis Rocha or Blair Cobbs go against each other, or I like Alexis Rocha to, to definitely get some more fights with uh, good competitors because he's a he's a pretty good fighter, man, and I liked what I saw against him. He was just fighting a very tough opponent in Brad Solomon, so that's all, that's all for that one. Another boxer that I wanted to get into was Jorge Linares. Jorge Linares did a very good job this past weekend and he he won with in the lightweight division and he won and improved his record to 47 wins and five losses and he got a KO victory win I think it was in the fourth round against Carlos Morales and everybody was kind of thinking it was up in the air I heard I heard various things because some people thought that Jorge Linares was done if he loses his this fight and it if and then if he wins, he definitely can get a fight with Ryan Garcia. So this is this was a great win for him. He knocked down 
Carlos Morales twice. I think the second time it was it was over with. I mean, he he put him to the ropes like he he put in work and he was looked like the faster fighter. He was he was doing some great shots. I think he, what he was doing was he was catching him with the jab to the body and then he was hitting him with a hook right after that. So it was like a quick jab to the body, pop with a right hook. And then he would go down, and it was very effective, very, very, very effective because those are the shots that knocked uh, Carlos Morales down, and he couldn't see those punches coming. So definitely some good technique by Jorge Linares. I look forward to him fighting Ryan Garcia in the future if that fight happens because that would be a huge test for Ryan Garcia, and I think that will really solidify him as one of the top fighters in the lightweight division or just in boxing in general, if he can beat Jorge Linares in a dominating fashion. One more fighter that I wanted to talk about in the in the notable mentions was Abel Ramos. He got a TKO win decision over Bryant Perella. This was in the welterweight division again. So mind you, welterweight division has a lot of boxers. I mean, that's on the uprise. I mean, there are for other divisions as well, like the lightweight and the heavyweight and things of that nature. But also, the, the welterweights are, are getting their chances definitely in the PBC realm as well as the DAZN realm. And uh, Abel Ramos uh, improved his record to 26-3 and two losses. So now he's putting himself in a position to probably get another good fight, probably step up his competition because, I mean, he, he got a lot of fights in already. So I look forward to what he did. He did a pretty good job in the ring. And that's what I have to say about him because I still want to see more from him because he definitely has something to show. Now I want to get into some of the main event fights that happened this past weekend. And let's just start off with one of the biggest ones, which is Ryan Garcia versus Francisco Fonseca. Ryan Garcia came into the fight with 19 wins, 16 KOs in his campaign versus Francisco Fonseca, who came into this fight with 25 wins, two losses, and two draws. And this was, and he had 19 KOs. So this was for the lightweight division. It was a 12-round fight. To give you a little background, Ryan Garcia is an up-and-coming star. He's with Golden Boy. He's on the rise to be a mega star a superstar in the making and boxing and being the face of it and he already has pretty much almost five million followers if he not haven't already reached it uh, by today but he is very popular in america and he's uh, definitely on the track to being a, a superstar and friend francisco uh fonseca came came as a fighter who was Kind of well proven. His only losses was to Javante Davis and Tevin Farmer. So those are two uh, good fighters, uh, well-known fighters in the boxing community that can fight. So those two was ones that that, that caught people's attention. As in, like Ryan Garcia might really have, uh, really have a good competitor. Man, this might be a real step-up fight for Ryan Garcia, and he, I don't know if he's gonna get through it like as as fast or as quick as he's been getting through these other boxers. But so that's kind of like the the backstory behind it. So when the the fight happened, Ryan Garcia literally looked like he was doing the same thing that he did did to every other fighter he fought previously. He was figuring out how to land that left hook. Like you could just see the the left hook coming every time. Like that he was like waiting because that's like his that's that Ryan Garcia 
has a signature punch, and it's that left hook that he knows how to land it on time. He has timing with it. He has the speed with it, and he has the power. That's a perfect, that's a perfect uh, formula to knock somebody out and get him out of there. And that's, that's exactly what he did in the first round, bro. He knocked him straight cold. I mean, caught him closer to the end of the first round, popped him with a left hook, and homeboy went to sleep. I mean, head hit the canvas, hands flailed out, and he was out. He was out cold, man. He was out cold. And everybody was like, dang. He went to sleep. And the crowd went crazy. Everybody on Instagram, Twitter, and all that started exploding because – I mean, put him out there, like not like did did work in the first round against supposedly a good competitor, but it definitely Ryan Garcia definitely made him look like he was an F fighter, and that was it. Now Ryan Garcia is in a great position because now he gained more notoriety and he got a highlight signature KO win as well as being in a position to fight a really good fighter next and dominating that person. And that person ends up supposedly supposed to be Jorge Linares, who fighting his un- right underneath him in the undercard. So, I mean, that's that's a huge fight. So, that if that happens, man, I'm definitely looking forward to it. And I will be glued to my seat because that is a fight that I think a lot of people want to see. Other than the Devin Haney or Javante Davis fight, they're going to push those fights back. There's no way I think Ryan Garcia is fighting them this early. So, those, those that's what's going to happen, man. I look forward to it, definitely. And now I want to get into the last big main event fight that happened this past weekend, which is with Caleb Plant versus Vincent Fenderbutts. Caleb Plant came into this fight with 19 wins, 0 losses, and 11 KOs versus Vincent Vangen, but who came into this fight with 31 wins, two losses, and 28 KOs. This is for the super middleweight division. It was a 12-round fight, and this was for Kalos Plant's IBF uh, world title. So it was a title fight, definitely a big fight that was on the rise that happened. And Caleb Plant, man, is he got an amazing story with his daughter eventually getting married, getting engaged on the day that he won his title and getting married as well as being someone who can really, truly fight. I mean, this performance was in his hometown, I think it was Nashville, and he turned up. I mean, he was a tech, like technician, the sweet science of boxing, he was doing it. He was throwing so many combinations. He was destroying Vincent. I mean, he was really demolishing this guy from round one to round 10. They stopped it in round 10. It was a 12 round fight, but it did not last that long. Like as, as, as long as it, it could, it, it was, it wasn't going 12 rounds. It's just said like that. And he was getting plumbed. I mean, Caleb Plant has them hands. He got them hands and he was lighting homeboy up all the way throughout the whole entire fight. It was kind of like, in a sense, it was like, it was like that slow burn. It was like a slow beating. Like, it was just like, I'm going to torture you in a sense, like to a point where everybody seeing you get destroyed and, but I ain't going to finish you off just yet. That's how I kind of felt like, like he was literally just tearing him bit by bit. And, and it was just, it was nice to see, man. It was, it was such a, it was still very entertaining because he was just pop, 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 throwing different shots, switching angles, turning around and he was moving them. 
and he was still getting nice combinations and not getting hit and then coming back around and turning them again, hitting them with a nice combinations, uppercuts, right hooks, left hooks, moving again, and then he was coming around with a jab, 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 and then he was landing some more jabs, and he was doing, he was controlling the ring, especially with that jab. He was making sure that homeboy felt that jab, and he was feeling it because his neck was popping back, and he was making sure that he was controlling this fight, and that's what he did. The ref just got tired of it. Round 10, he was just, I can't see no more. Ref just waved it off. Because it was, it was getting it was getting really bad. I get really bad in the ring, and two more rounds of him getting dominated was not worth it, man. So I'm glad that the ref stopped it, and Caleb Plant improves his record now to 20 and 0 with 12 KOs, and he continues to keep his belt. And now, man, he called out David Benavidez. David Benavidez said, "Let's get it popping too," because he said that. Caleb Plant only fought a bum. Like, that guy was a bum. So, they, I'm ready for it, man. The fans want to see it. Uh, I know they want to see it. They tired of all this talking. They need to just get straight into it, man. Like, that's it, all. And I mean, then that's a unification fight, man. So, that's going to be a huge fight. So, you all be on the lookout because that can happen in 2020. And this concludes this episode of Sides of Boxing. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening all the way to the end. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a positive rating. And tell a friend to tell a friend of their boxing fans because I'm going to continue to give out great content each and every week. And the next fight that's coming up is with Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury. So be on the lookout for that. And God bless.